So you may have guessed that I'm going to introduce the equanimity practice um, today. And um, I've been really touched by how since yesterday um, this theme has been arising naturally in people, in the, in the questions, in, in the individual interviews particularly. That question of how to um, stay steady, how to uh, be in life with what arises, with particularly in relationship to pain and difficulty, without getting overwhelmed, you know, without shutting down. That's really been, been coming out, coming up so beautifully um, since yesterday. And it's as if, you know, that was even before Jenny's talk, so even without knowing, maybe for many people, that that's kind of what we were heading for, that's just arisen. So, I just wanted to also, beginning this, share um, a translation of, of the Brahma Viharas that I've recently come across, which is more colloquial, but I really like it. So, as Jenny was saying yesterday, Brahma Viharas is literally kind of means divine uh, dwellings or divine abodes, it's often spoken of. But um, I, I've read somewhere someone calling it best homes our best homes, and that really resonated with me. If we kind of connect to ourselves and know kind of where, where, when are we actually at our best, you know, what is actually, you know, when do we feel the best and when are we actually at our best as far as what we can also put out. Um, it really touches on these, on these four qualities um, of, of heart and mind um, that are in us. So this, this fourth um, best home, Upeka, has got many, many translations. Um, some of them were offered yesterday. It's often um, translated as seeing with patience or seeing with understanding. Yeah, seeing with patience or seeing with understanding. Um, another translation is, is kind of seeing with, with kind of evenly or with balance. And kind of what that points to is a kind of um, capacity that we have to not get lost in the, you know, we can say the push and pulls and the ups and downs of life. You know, to really kind of stay balanced, steady, in the midst of life storms. My favorite image for this, um, I kind of have a lot of images for things, is a seesaw. And, you know, just seeing life as really being on a seesaw, you know, sometimes we're up and sometimes we're down, and life just goes like that, up and down, up and down. And yet right in the middle of that seesaw that's going up and down, there's a point that doesn't go up or down, yeah? And that for me is, is equanimity. It's that point which is, is, it's part of the process. It's not separate from, it's not kind of being somewhere up here or over there or down there. It's, it's in, we're in 
life. We're not separate from life. We're not apart from life. We're not disassociated from life. But we're, we're somewhere there that can move with that movement without losing that sense of perspective, of patience, of understanding of the bigger picture. And so that point, you know, that this quality, upeka, it's not about um, being indifferent or numb or um, disconnected from what's happening. You know, it's not about some kind of detachment. It's really, really important to remember, like the, the near enemy would be that, you know, being detached, being indifferent, being numb. So it's a very alive, you know, it's very alive and sensitive attitude. Very alive and sensitive attitude. And at the same time, it maintains a bigger picture. You know, it sees the context in which things are happening, even if the context is the unknown. <laughs> but it sees that, you know, this, whatever is going on right now, you know, is happening in in a wider context than just this. And it's also very, very grounded and calm. So very alive, very, very sensitive, and also very grounded and very calm. And kind of, it, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm curious how it's meeting you, but I'm going to stay with that curiosity. Just kind of, just noticing what comes up in response. It might sound like, ah, oh, this is completely you know, foreign, or, oh yeah, I know this, but just letting that kind of percolate into you and settle, and, and it is a quality that we all actually know. You know, we've all got times in our lives when we've known this ability to kind of, you know, hold our seat or stand our ground, even when the winds were really, really strong, when the storms were really intense. You know, even if it's just in moments, we, we know this. So another, another translation, I hope. I've kind of done the, these from memory, and I've got the Pali scholar next to me, which kind of makes me a bit nervous. But another translation. Luckily, she's very kind. So um, is, is to look over, to look over. So kind of that sense of, I always get this image of, you know, when we stand somewhere very high, and we have a big, big view. So seeing, again, the bigger picture, seeing perspective, very, um, very, very helpful to, get, to give us a, a feeling for this, for this quality and what it feels like. And, you know, again, in our own lives, we, we know this both in, from our daily lives and in our practice, when sometimes it's, okay, well, this is what's happening right now. You know, I'm dealing with a lot of tiredness in my meditation. I keep nodding off, you know, and that's really frustrating and unpleasant. And yet we know that doesn't make us a bad meditator, let alone a bad person, <laughs> you know, and, and we can just stay steady. Okay, that's what's showing itself right now. There's this movement 
that's happening. I had an experience of this, um, which I hope will be clear. Um, I think it was in April. I was um, I was in, in um, I was visiting a village that I work in in Palestine, and um, they had started. I hadn't been there since since October. They'd started having weekly demonstrations um, because um, a lot of their agricultural roads, the access to their to their agricultural land, had gotten blocked by a. Um, kind of safety barrier that was built on the road that was leading to the Jewish settlements. So just uh, don't need to get the details. But they were started to have a, a weekly demonstration, um, having their weekly Friday prayer um, just by, on the agricultural lands, by this safety barrier. And, um, and we were visiting. We, we came to, to join in, in that demonstration. And it was... You know, we, we, we arrived and we were seeing a lot of people for the first time, hadn't seen them since October, so there was a lot of joy and a sense of friendship and love and surprise, you know, because we didn't know who was going to be there and they didn't know we were going to be there. And, um, and of course, also the sense of the injustice and... The, and um, so we were there, and some of the young, the younger um, guys were, were right on, you know, were kind of standing right on the road just by the, the safety, you know, safety barriers, just a metal thing like this. You have them here as well. Um, and just on the other side of the road uh, uh, was an army um, military jeep that had stopped um, to um, maintain the peace. So, you know, the jeep was there and the soldiers were standing just outside and um, I knew that the, the previous week, this was the fifth or sixth week that this was going on, and the previous week some tear gas had been um, shot by the, the, by the soldiers to, onto the demonstrators. Um, and I could see the soldiers looking at the young guys, um, the young guys looking at the soldiers. And I just um, called out, you know, it's really just, just across the road, it's, it's actually c closer than Marcus. <laughs> to me probably. I just called out, you know, this is, this is a non-violent non demonstration. So there's really no need to use violence. So I just want you to know this. This is a non-violent demonstration. There's going to be no violence. I just want you to know this. And, you know, that was it. I could see the, I could see the soldiers taking that in and um, I, I called it out in Hebrew, so some of my Palestinian friends came to ask me what I'd said and why. Um, and that was it. But it was, it felt really important, and it felt that it was coming from this quality of equanimity that could kind of hold the complexity of the situation and act appropriately to kind of stay true to nonviolence um, and clarity and friendship and justice, you know, just could stay, could take in the whole thing, you know, the injustice, the pain, the potential violence, the friendship, the joy, you know, all, all these different components, the, the energy of, you know, um, young males <laughs> of both nationalities, that's kind of was there. So 
just, just taking that in. So it's like a wide gaze, again, seeing with, with perspective, you know, seeing with perspective, looking over, having a wide gaze, not getting caught up in the whatever it is, and yet allowing space for that to be there, you know, if you, yeah, did I have a, you know, did I have um, an idea or a view on the situation? Of course I did. That's why I was there. But not letting that limit, and in that case also not letting that um, influence my belief in human beings and their possibility to, to hear something and to stay steady with it. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of this before, but I'll just say that the following week I wasn't there. Some other Israeli friends were. And that time the soldiers actually came over across the road to ask what the demonstration was about. Because they, of course, weren't told. You know, they were just told to go there, guard, <laughs> whatever. You know, so that, and that was like, wow, you know. So, yeah, that kind of sense that that that's the power you know there's a real power in this in this attitude real power to to feel to be really sensitive to really feel what is happening and yet to stay wide enough have enough perspective to act in a in a way that is um pro life we can say pro pro everybody So what helps us, what helps us cultivate this quality? Um, I think Jenny, I'm sure Jenny mentioned it yesterday, I remember she did. Um, it's this equanimity is very, very much connected to wisdom and to insight. So it's very rooted in wisdom and insight. And it's, I would say, primarily rooted in, in the clear seeing of the conditioned nature of everything, you know, of all beings and of all phenomena. It's really rooted in the condition, in seeing clearly the conditioned nature of everything. The fact that nothing exists separately or independently. So, you know, whatever we look at, including ourselves, you know, it's not, we may have an illusion of this is, you know, something, you know. This is me, you know, I was, you know, it's this body, it's this history. And yet, not separate, made up of causes and conditions that are constantly changing and influencing. You know, we often sometimes say this in talks, but, you know, there can be an illusion right now that here I am and I'm speaking Dharma to you. And that's two separate things. You know, yeah, I prepared, I've got the notes. Therefore, this is my talk. But what I'm saying and how it's being heard is conditioned by all of us. Yeah, everyone, if there was a different group of people here, or even if just a few of the people here were different, what I said and how it, would, it, it is heard would be different. You know, how it would resonate in this space would be different. If we'd had a different lunch today, <laughs> it might have been different, you know. If I, if I had had 
a different amount of cups of tea. It might have been different. You know, it's just so many conditions. If I had been born in a different place. You know, so many conditions, and it's, it's this wide net, and seeing that, seeing that, that's what this quality is really, really rooted in. And so this understanding, this clear seeing of the conditioned nature of our reality, and you know, I'm not saying you have, we have to have this kind of huge enlightenment experience and we see it and that's it it's like it's the looking the understanding and the opening to that and the accepting and then coming back to that resting into that you know really gives us a flavor a sense that things are not in our control in the way we tend to think they are a lot of the time or we assume they are and at the same time at the same time, we too are a condition. Yeah. So what we do, our actions, our speech, our thoughts, our quality of our attention, you know, all these things influence other things. They're a condition for our own minds, our own lives, and on others. This, this is pretty mind-blowing, <laughs> you know, and to just take that in. So, you know, we are a product, or anything is a product of countless conditions, and then we ourselves are conditioned for countless other things. And just that flow. So sometimes, you know, I have an image of this. For me, it, it really helps. I don't know if it helps anybody else, but it also feels good. I have this image of just, you know, this, we're part of this web of of life web of conditions we're part of that and so much of the time we're disconnected from that so we kind of feel like we're adrift we're alone we're something that has to get everything right all the time and we also have the possibility to kind of really rest back into that web that's the image i have it's like resting back and it's like i feel as if i'm kind of plugging in <laughs> energetically to this this thing this web of life that's, that's everywhere and that we're each a part of. And, and that, again, you know, I'm doing this, I'm kind of leaning back because that helps the wider view, that helps the perspective, helps the detail. So, you know, resting back into that without any kind of pressure and then often the... The, the right response comes. And the right response sometimes may be just wait. <laughs> you know, rest back a little bit more into this. Needs more time. That's, that's absolutely an appropriate response a lot of the time. You know, hold whatever is there. Just that resting back into that bigger thing. And so, you know, the upeka equanimity, it, it arises naturally from our practice. You know, it does, as does the wisdom and the insight that are at the root of it. It's something that we're, we're cultivating when all the different um, kind of um, techniques that we've, that we've used here. It also really pervades all of the other um, three 
Brahma Viharas of best homes. It's kind of the wisdom element in all of them is equanimity, at least in my view. So it arises naturally from our practice. And it allows us to to remain steady, to, to really hold our seat, no matter you know who or what appears. In the Thai tradition they, they have this image, it's in a lot of the temples of um, a meditator sitting in the tiger's mouth. So you have a huge face of a tiger with the mouth open and there's a meditator meditating in there. And, and that's really, you know, if we look honestly at our lives, that's our predicament. <laughs> you know, we're, we're in there in the tiger's mouth. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, even when things seem to be going well, we don't know. And so sometimes just seeing that, that's, that's our predicament, and can we really stay steady in there? And, and upeka, this quality, it's not reliant on result or outcome. You know, it's really about, you know, we do the best we can. We do the best we can. Because we're just one condition in this field, in this web of conditions. And we rest deeply into things as they are. So the cultivation of upeka, the practice of upeka, you know, there's a, there is a formal practice, and we'll do that in, in a couple of minutes of, of using phrases as we've done. Um, but I would emphasize with that also that real um, sense of the grounding that we've been doing, you know, really grounding in, in the body, if that's helpful, or in sound, or in a sense of spaciousness, that really helps. Um, for many of us, grounding in the belly area. It's not for everybody, but for many people, kind of bringing the attention into the belly, into this whole area, can really have a sense of, of a bigger space that our experience can move through. And that real, um, I think I, I mentioned it in, in, in a talk, that kind of mantra of things as they are, you know, just things as they are, things as they are can really help. So, yeah, so this practice, of course, as, as the others, has the two um, kind of two aspects to it. One is, is, you know, cultivating equanimity for our own circumstances, for our own lives. And then the kind of wish um, in response to others, which is can be also for them to cultivate equanimity, but can also be um, kind of addressing that part in ourselves that wishes to change things for people or to you know fix things for people, and just acknowledging that um, truth that as much as we you know love people or care about their situation we usually can't do enough to change that situation completely. You know, we can just do a little bit. So it's got these, it's got two aspects to it. And so in, in the practice today, we'll use two phrases that, um, that kind of each of them addresses one of these aspects. 
The first one is, um, may I rest at ease with this changing experience. And, you know, if we wish that for somebody else, obviously, may you rest at ease with this changing experience. And the second one is quite long, so feel free to change it if you can, (laughs) which is, I care deeply about your suffering, but it's not in my power to take it away. I care deeply about your suffering, but it's not in my power to take it away. So yeah, so I mean, really see how this practice meets, uh, meets you. For most of us, it's, it's something that we do primarily for ourselves because that sense of cultivating equanimity opens up the field for the way we are with others. But um, equally, you know, if, if you know, if you, you think of or know someone or think of someone that, is, that would really benefit, then you can also wish that for them. So... Long introduction, but let's um, let's practice together. Looks like I don't need to say, you're already doing to find your posture and feel what's the right posture for you and take the time needed to settle into it. So we'll begin by just grounding, settling the awareness into the body. With the breath, if you wish.
seeing if it's possible for us to really open the awareness, stretch it out through the whole body, Sometimes it's possible to do that a little beyond the bodies. If we're sitting or lying in a kind of balloon that is filled with awareness, with receptivity and presence. So having this sense of a wide open receptive field of awareness if possible still Maintaining a sense of groundedness either in the contact areas of body with the ground or in the belly area. As if either one of those is a base or a center point for the awareness and from there it's expanded out, stretched out. And then using the phrases almost as if we're kind of dropping the phrase into this space of awareness. Like skimming a stone over a still pond or lake. 
May I rest at ease with this changing experience. And we can use the phrases in whatever rhythm or the phrase, whatever rhythm feels appropriate. May I rest at ease with this changing experience. You might find that the awareness tends to kind of shrink back and become smaller again. If possible, seeing if you can stretch it out, expand it to fill the whole body and slightly beyond the body. Inviting into your awareness someone that you care about, for whom you naturally feel a sense of care, of connection. Bringing into mind a circumstance in their lives that is challenging or difficult for them. May you rest at ease with this changing experience. And you can maybe come into contact with how you feel about their challenging circumstances. Any sense of pain within you knowing that they're going through a hard time. 
So repeating the phrase also for yourself. Or for both together, may we rest at ease with this changing experience. As much as I care about your suffering, it's not in my power to take it away. And staying with yourself and with this person you care about. Inviting into your awareness also someone who's neutral or even someone that you have some light difficulty with. Not the most challenging person in your life. Someone with whom there's some sense of disharmony or friction. Bring them also into this group. Knowing that just like you, they also know difficulty and challenge, pain, May you rest at ease with this changing experience. May we rest at ease with this changing experience. feeling the sorrow in the world and our care, knowing that it's not in our power to take it all away. Letting that sense of awareness spread out to the room to include all of us here. Knowing that each of us here knows pain, experiencing challenges and difficulties. May we all rest at ease with this changing experience.
May we rest at ease with pain and joy. And if it feels appropriate and possible, expanding out our awareness, letting it expand out and letting our understanding that all beings everywhere know sorrow and pain, just like us. All beings everywhere know, know joy and happiness, just like us. And all beings everywhere wish to be free from suffering and its causes, just like us. So letting our wish flow out from this hole, spread out in all directions. May we all rest at ease with this changing experience. May we all rest at ease with pain and joy. Gently coming back. your body, your heart, your wish to find peace and ease within the circumstances of your life. I'd just like to say a couple of things. One is that for some of us using the just like me kind of thing really helps with the neutral and the challenging people. Sometimes can really help, you know, that sense of just like me. So feel free to use that. Um, the other is that generally with all the Brahma Viharas, um, we've already said it, but to say it again, really feel free to mix and match, you know, so you don't necessarily need to, to feel, okay, now I'm doing 
metta practice, now I'm doing compassion practice, now I'm doing mudita practice, now I'm doing equanimity practice. But you can choose a few phrases that work for you and they can be any kind of combination. You know, the really, um, I guess the one key thing about all of them is that immeasurable, that kind of really expansive nature of, of goodwill and steadiness that they, uh, that they nourish in us. So, um, you know, say for me, for example, equanimity and compassion are a really good combination. So I always mix those two together. So just feel what works for you and, and really feel free to, to mix up the phrases to find the practice that's alive. So um, might like to have a bit of a leg stretch just for a couple of minutes, just move around, stretch if you need a comfort break. Um. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.